Meanwhile, at Excalibur's lighthouse... Rogue, why would you hide Betsy from us? Oh, um, Emma, I can explain. Explain later. Listen. The Council has determined a path regarding the permanent nature of Otherworld death. Either work with Saturnine to mitigate it, or close the gate. Sugar, you can't close the gate. I assure you, we can. Oh, oh okay. How are you going to close the gate then, Emma? Oh, well, I don't... Uh, I mean, it's simple. Uh, I'm, mm-hmm. How, how about a doggy door? A doggy door. A doggy door? Oh, that, that is not going to work. Those little flip-flap things don't work with a Krakoan gate. All right, fine, fine. A lot of rubble. Rubble, rocks, oh please, like you're ever going to carry a rock and if you think any of my people are going to do it, you can think again. Well, we'll get a bunch of Portuguese soccer players. They'll stand in front of it holding their balls like they do when someone's shooting a goal. You know what? Every single time I, we try to think of a solution, you always go to the Portuguese soccer players. Just fuck it and get it over not. with. Fine. Well then... <laughs> Well, then, I, I don't know. Well, maybe you have a bright idea, Rogue. My bright idea is keeping the gate open, so I'm just going to walk away right now because you clearly don't have any ideas. Bye. All right, fine. Get back here. A giant net. Um, no. tarp. Um, a Awful. blinding light. Um, we'll put a buffet table that gets distracted by the food. Damn. I should not have drank before I came. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Comic Book Queers CBQ Legacy, episode 168. I think that's right. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I am your slowly losing his mind uh, host, um, Evil Jeff, and with me is birthday boy, Brett! Hi, it's my birthday. Happy birthday. Hey, it's my birthday. birthday. Now please pick up the phone. I just love, you know what this is? It's this wonderful time. There's a few couple of months where officially Brett is digitally older than me. You, <laughs> digitally. Well, you, you now have your age digit is older than my digit. It's only for yeah, two nu- months. I'm numerically older than you. But I need to take advantage that I'm just a little baby and I'm so young oh, and I don't know what's baby. going on. And you're an oh, old, well then, decrepit crone. <laughs> let me, a crone, let me mentor you over the course of this show. This is what us older gays should be doing to you younger gays. We should be mentoring you. Show me the way. Do you watch that new, um, te- what was that? Uh, uh, what's that? Uh, fuck. Um, Amistad Maupin's, uh, what is that? Tales from the City? Oh, what Tales from the City. I did watch the new one. Yeah. Where there's the one point where this old gay is like, listen, you little shits with your wokeness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that like, dinner party did scene. Did all of your friends die of AIDS? We yeah, went through like... hell. <laughs> we earned the right to be bitchy. Like it was the it was the most it was the most Ryan Murphy scene I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I know it's yeah. not Ryan Murphy. <laughs> I know. And then <laughs> and then I was like, you're really uh, okay, but you're still. This is also that you can say racial slurs against trans people. Whatever. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I was, I was on the side of the young gay who was arguing that like you need to be a little bit more respectful of oh people. Oh my god! Like you didn't what's earn the right to be disrespectful, you old queen. Um, by the way, that younger gay is played by Charlie Barnett, who I almost went on a double date with. He's from Russian Doll too, him right? And his boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. He's so hot. When is where's the He's Russian so Doll's second 
a season? Are they filming? I don't what know. Are they, doing? they need to do it. I don't know. I love that show. I need more of it. I'll always take some NL in my life. All right, listen. Wait, you almost went on a double date with it. Why did you not go on a double date? Because I like played it cool and was like, all right, cool. I'll hit you up on social media and we'll we'll figure it out instead of like figuring it out in that moment. Oh, yeah. You have to and, figure it out right away or it never happens. Yeah. Like I to- yeah, totally, totally. Like I my whole sex life is defined by me trying to be super cool in the moment and by doing so being so aloof that I push the other person away. That's your biography title, Brett. It's my biography. Missed title. opportunities. <laughs> Missed opportunities. Um, well, we're talking about a lot of like, I don't know, topics right now. Uh, maybe Ooh. we should hit some hot, hot topics. topics. Yes! What are you going to hit? Oh. Hot topics. Hey, speaking about a missed opportunity, um, there is an actress friend of ours who has missed out on the opportunity of a lifetime to actually be on her own show because she's such a crazy conspiracy theorist, anti-humanity, racist, uh, supremacist, um, crazy piece of shit. And here's the thing. It's the same thing with Roseanne. It's just like, if you want to, they keep saying it's because we are Trump. Well, we're talking about, what's her name? Kara? um, Gina Carano. Gina Carano. She has been shown the door from the Star Wars franchise. Thank you, Disney. Now, granted, back in November, like after the election, she started tweeting how it was a stolen election. And we even talked about that on the show. And everyone was like, fire her. And I just said, I don't know just her being a Trump supporter and believing stupid things. I don't know if that's a reason to fire someone. And officially, she had not been fired yet. And I do. But then she's like, hey, do you know what? I'm just going to double down on my crazy and just start talking about Jews in the Holocaust. Amazing. And this, and then it's like, okay, well, now you're gone. So, bye-bye. And it's the same thing with, like, Roseanne with um, when how she got Valerie kicked off Jarrett. of her show. Yeah. There's this thing where they're just like, it's because I'm a Trumper. And it's like, no. Oh, no. they have the nerve to say it's because I'm conservative. Yeah, it's like, no. no. Well, which, which Kelsey by the way, Grammer, oh, so now we're just- Kelsey Grammer yeah. is a Republican. And his career is not over. You know why? Because he doesn't fucking talk about it. And he doesn't say stupid, insane things. He's not a like a tragedy denying conspiracy theorist racist. Yeah, I love. And that's the fact that you're like, hey, um, hey, being a conservative is the same thing as being anti-Semitic and racist. That's basically what you're saying. That's that's what they're saying. Like, it's so (laughs) it's so above the fold now that basically what being a Republican or a conservative means is being a white supremacist. Like people are subconsciously just equating that. Also just the, the, the insanity that we live in a world where the conservative side is heading to fascism. And then they're like, as they go to fascism and everyone's like, no, we don't want you to be fascist. And they're like, Oh my God, you're treating us like the Jews in the Holocaust. You hate it. Yeah. Or you hate America. Uh huh. Oh my God. So this is great that she was shown the door because I honestly, every time she showed up in the Mandalorian, I, I was taken out of it. I was, I just disconnected from it. This is the thing. Cause she was in uh, Deadpool as well. Right. The first one. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. If she had a, if her character was like silent and she just had to do fight scenes, I would like her. 
But remember, there was a talk of me where she was maybe going to be She-Hulk and stuff like that. Can you imagine? Oh, she's a terrible actress on top That's of the problem. All of it's her. It's the talking. Like, does she have to talk like that? Stop it. But it's okay. If you are worried about what's going to happen to her career, it's okay. Because she just signed a deal with Ben Shapiro and his film studio <laughs> to do movies for Ben Shapiro, the right-wing insane person and this is the thing that's so all extra horrifying is the fact that ben shapiro a jewish man is coming to the defense of a woman spouting anti-semitic diatribes it's i'm telling you now this is why people like i can't watch a lot of tv shows now when it's like oh it's this thing where it just like shows you like this dystopian society i'm like no i'm sick of dystopias because we're in one (laughs) Once yeah. the once we're not in a dystopian society anymore, then I'll watch a TV show about a dystopian right. world. It's right. insane. So fuck you, Gina Carano. Bye, Gina Carano is over. Bye. I think um, they should replace her. Do you think they should replace her? Or do you think they're just going to kill her off? No, I thought they, like just who cares about the character? Like it's not a character that I think. Of course, every character has got their weird fucking fandom. But overall, I don't think anyone gives a fuck about Cara Dune. Well, here's my thing. What do you think is more... What do you think would piss her off more? To kill her character off or to replace her character? I say you replace her and you make her character some sort of like... Lesbian. Equal rights lesbian. Progressive lesbian. Activist, progressive. Mm. Yeah. And, And like she like loves getting spit roast by two giant alien dudes at the same time. And that's all she ever did. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, all right. We've talked about this ending. Can we talk about a beginning? I've got another hot topic for you. Play it on me, darling. Um, are you familiar with my friend Warren Worthington the third? You know what I am? Isn't he that just insanely handsome guy with angel wings? He's a tall drink of water, and he's got a savvy business mind, as does my friend, Monet St. Croix. You've met her. I've met her, too. She's kind of a cold bitch. She's a shark. But you know, what you, shark. you know what you need to be to be in, when you get in business? You need to in be business. a cold bitch. <laughs> Listen, in corporate America, you need to be a cold bitch. Because uh, cold bitches get shit done. I'm talking, of course, about the announcement of a new, reign, of a new X-Men book we call... X-Corp. X-Corp. Now, I am super excited for this because since we're in something that I like to deem late-stage capitalism, (laughs) and Krakoa (laughs) is starting its own country, they're starting X-Corp, which is basically, I would say, the thing of like maybe the, I'd say it, it would probably be like the Wall Street maybe of Krakoa. I feel like it's, the commercial so i work with pharma companies and the sales arm of a pharma company is always called the commercial organization oh so you so think that, oh like, so this is like the pr commercial side yeah 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 this could be sales and marketing um cuz if hellfire trading is the it's the import and export yeah <laughs> i feel like hellfire is importing and exporting xcorps products yes so maybe they're manufacturing yeah, I, We're, this episode is about corporate supply chain. Everybody, buckle up. Yes, but I think 
the, the, the thing people are like, who gives a shit? But I'm like, hey, guess what? When, when you, That's the thing is what makes something interesting is like if you're dealing with X-Force, which is dealing with covert operations with countries trying to destroy us. And then you have Marauders, which is dealing with the actual import export of the thing that's keeping Krakoa a nation on Earth. And now you have export uh, X-Corp, which is the company that's going to try and like gloss everything over and make make Krakoa look good and and, and is the one that's actually like... They're kind of like the fate. They'll they're going to kind of become the new face of Krakoa in a way, you know. And I think that people, is going to start battling against the council. I have a feeling they're both of their goals and ideals are going to separate very quickly. And I and oh, that's gonna classic be, corporate America exactly. And I think that is going to be very interesting seeing the council fighting Angel Monet over things like this, over strategy exactly. I think so that's fun. X Corp is a corporation in the Marvel universe. So people ask, who cares about the business side? Who cares about the corporate side of Krakoa? I'll tell you who cares. Roxxon, Oscorp, Stark Industries, mm-hmm. the Rand Corporation, yes. Pym Technologies, mm-hmm. Parker Industries. Like there's a whole corporate corner of the Marvel universe, and I'm here for it. Let's Yeah, can you imagine her going against like Stark Industries, like, like, yes, Monet going against Stark Industries. <laughs> I would love it, especially because I love it. Because if you think that Reed Richards and Stark and all of them don't want to get that Krakoa oh. tech that Forge is building, don't say Reed Richards, I'm gonna have a heart attack. Why? Because of WandaVision. Oh, okay, we'll get there. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. I will say though. I could be disappointed because I had very big expectations of what X-Force would be dealing with the, the covert nation building. Um, and, and it was like, no, we're just going to talk about plant people. So Yeah, but it's teeny. It's teeny. It's the one. It's it's teeny Howard who writes Excalibur. Yes. Yes. So I have high hopes. Which we like. Which we like. Other people might not <laughs> like it, but we don't agree with you. Well, now that we're talking about we're starting to talk about Excalibur. I think maybe this is a good segue into our next segment. Hit it. Hit it. I want your ex. Oh, 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 oh. Ooh. I like, I like uh, segue into a segment, mm, Evil segue Jeff. I like that you did that. Segment. Mm. Thank you. What? I love a good segue. Thank you. And um, by, talk- by the segue, I mean the thing that you ride, those... Remember those things with the wheels that just stay up? Yeah. They went and out of remember business. When it was called, remember when it was called It before they unveiled it? They just referred to it as It. That's dumb. That company And then remember when someone drove one off of a cliff? What? Were they just like, I, don't mean to I can't make it stop. Well, get ah! off. And everyone's like, get off. And they're like, Ugh. Yeah. It was that cliff was a great segue to that person's death. Oh my you see God. what I did there? I did. Um... Excalibur. Yeah. A, a number 18 written by Teeny Howard. How many times am I going to say Teeny Howard? Teeny Howard, Teeny Howard, Teeny Howard. Don't. She'll appear. Ah! <laughs> We're um, not set up for an interview. Um, um, so overall, Excalibur 18, it kind of checks in with the team post Betsy's death slash disappearance. Um. Evil Jeff, I love the way this comic book opens. Yeah. In the most relatable panel I've ever seen in comic bookdom. 
Saturnine sitting in a giant room by herself, surrounded by empty wine glasses. <laughs> what are those, like, what is the stuff, like, spewn about? Like, those shards? Spune? Spune. Um, she probably is throwing a fit. She probably threw and, like, broke a mirror or something. Okay. She's drunk and lonely and angry and depressed. Can It's like, why is her and Emma not hanging out? Part of me, like when Emma shows up later, like we depicted in our opening scene, part of me is like, this could literally be Saturnine in disguise. Because Emma says, well, we, we can't go talk to Saturnine because we don't have a Captain Britain. And Otherworld policy is that we must have a Captain Britain. I'm like, is this Saturnine? But, <laughs> like verbatim the her policy? But I just imagine like the fact that both of them are just being like, I just imagine both of them going back and forth like, give me that letter. What does this say? Oh, they want, the, Krakoa wants to fucking talk to me? They don't have a fucking Captain Britain, so fuck you. And then Emma's like, what? Oh, we got a message? Let me see it. Oh, you can't say that? Oh, well, listen, bitch. All right, but okay, just imagine them <laughs> like scrolling out and writing letters back and forth. That fucking little bitch. Not knowing that they, if they both got drunk together, all of- Oh my God. They would just be best I'm friends saying. and then it would be like all over they would be like uh, allies <laughs> they would be like sister sister um, so yeah so basically Excalibur is like we need to talk to you Saturnine and Saturnine's like so sorry you don't have a Captain Britain you can't talk to me fuck off and Excalibur's like she told us to fuck off meanwhile they're dealing with this Betsy and I use air quotes that has reappeared and is not acting like herself and the thing that's interesting is Rogue is the one, like, I don't think that's her. And Rogue's Rachel's, like, that ain't her. But then Rachel's like, I read her mind. She's from here. Like, she's from this dimension. So, but then it's very interesting of, like, what is going on with Rogue that she kind of senses something off that other people necessarily aren't. And then Betsy's just being like, I want to be alone. Let I want me, to be alone. Let me be by the rocks and the water, and I don't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> and then Emma's like, there you are. I'm interrupting you because I have an agenda. Number one, where is Betsy? Why are you hiding? Number two, where happened? What happened? What is she doing? Like, she's got this litany of questions. And everyone's like, Emma, can you relax? And Emma's like, don't tell me to relax. We have business to take care of. Figure out what happened with Betsy. Figure out how the fuck we can stop people from dying in Otherworld. Figure it out. Yeah. And and now, it, but it also just looks like there's just like this lovely little like lighthouse. Like they've kind of set up their living situation. And there is something that I didn't really think about before of seeing the idea that, that uh, Jubilee, Richter, Rogue, and Gambit all live together (laughs) living together it's so weird and here's a little piece of do you remember when did jubilee and richter first meet jubilee and richter oh i don't remember it was the extinction agenda oh do you because remember in the extinction agenda um richter and boom boom and rain and warlock all got kidnapped um, by Cameron Hodge and were taken to Genosha. And then meanwhile, this was when Psylocke, Wolverine, Wolverine just rescued, rescued Psylocke from yeah, the end. And Jubilee. he was with Jubilee. And those three get to Genosha first. 
And so they meet Boom Boom and Richter escaped. And then Wolverine's like, I need to find everyone else to figure out what's going on. Jubilee, because you have powers and they were depowered. You are the watchers of Richter and Boom Boom. So there was like a couple of issues where those three were going around. And she's like, I don't like any of you. And I have the powers and you have to listen to me. And Richter's like, you're a bitch. We hate you. And now look where they are. And now they, they live together. Now they it's live amazing. together and are friends. Oh. I'm so sorry. That is wonderful. I need to back up and go back to the Emma scene. <laughs> You're like, I forgot another thing. I, that she I'm said. like, literally, I thought that that was going to be the whole episode. Um, what did you notice about two things? Two things I want to call out here. Number okay. one, Emma's lovely diamond shaped psychic energy signature. That's uh-huh. new, and I yeah. love it. Mm-hmm. And can we talk about the inverse of the scene from Wolverine and the X-Men where Psylocke and Emma battle and Psylocke tries to get Emma and Emma swats her telepathy away? Oh, that's Psylocke right. Psylocke does this to she Emma in this to her scene. The same thing. Oh, that's totally true. That's why it's a it's a little homage to that that wonderful gif that I post all the time. I will say though, it is interesting of at different times, both Psylocke and Emma were referred to as Omega level telepaths. Oh God, and no now more. and now they aren't considered Omega level telepaths. So I would love to see if we did just a telepath battle between Betsy and Emma, who would win? I mean, we could add Rachel into that mix, but she would fucking lose to both of them. Yeah, Rachel <laughs> would lose. I would tell you right now, if Emma and Psylocke were to battle in that scene. Emma would clearly win because that ain't Psylocke. Yeah, that that's 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 not Betsy. So, um, interesting. This also leaves me back, and I'll get to this to later. We, Jonathan Hickman, are you listening? Because I will write it. Yes, of course he is. We need, 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 need an X book about the people that test for Omega level yes powers, because we'll see in a later issue. There's another character in Sword, and I'm like, he said he seems a little Omega to me. He seems a little Omega. <laughs> yeah. And there's other ones where I feel like people. I want to be. I want a comic where we're testing some things because I'm like, if that's not Omega, then I, then I don't want it. You know. Then I don't know what is. Um. Okay. But back to Excalibur. We get to also see uh, what's Megan's daughter name again oh i love maggie maggie she is like i want them to just I be love permanent her. parts of the group um she's like la 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 but luckily uh so captain britain megan and maggie show up and they're like why didn't you tell us that betsy was back and they're still like bitch we don't know this is betsy and the first um, instance that we know it's not Betsy is as they're talking by the fire, we see this Betsy, this evil Betsy in shadow, like listening. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and I'm like, like, what the Maggie fuck is that? Maggie first finds her, that whole like, damn it. She like, damn it, and runs away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, should we go right now into who this is? Um. Yeah, sure. It's Morgan Le Fay in the clone body that Jamie created. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that when they when Gambit goes to Avalon and talks to Jamie and they pull that sheet um and to reveal the confined Morgan Le Fay, like I think that's just a husk. Like she's got no she's got no life in her eyes. Her exactly. mind is elsewhere. Yes. Running around in a Betsy clone that Jamie made. And so my thing is then um so that is now just leaves a new huge question. When Betsy left that other dimension. Yeah. Where the fuck did she go? <laughs> Where'd she go? 
I bet she went cross time. Cross time caper. Um, is it okay? Am I bad for thinking that Jamie Braddock is You're like bad. so fucking hot? No, he's so hot. That body. Um, I love Jamie Broderick showing being like, well, I did make an extra Betsy, you know, just in case she's just cooking up in the oven. He's like, I would never make an extra Betsy. Why would you say I make an extra Betsy? I made an extra Betsy. Well, I mean, it's not like he hasn't resurrected her before. I mean, that's like his thing. It's his thing. Um, I also just love that Richter is basically a sorcerer now. He's, He's the Merlin. He's the Merlin of, of Merlin Krakoa. Merlin sorcerer. I yes. love it. Can we, I love it. I want him. Here's my thing. I'm over him in Shatterstar. I think this new, he's like new druid, new powers. He was just getting over. He was falling in love with Apocalypse. He needs a rebound. Who should he rebound with? Ooh. Who would be a good person for him to just like... I don't know. Have some fun with. I don't know. Sunspot. <laughs> well, yeah. I was thinking it would be a character that was established to have. No, Johnny Storm. I don't know. <laughs> Johnny Storm. Dakin. Dakin. Yeah. Or however you say his name. Dakin. Um, I'm just here for it. And I just love, cause he's talking about like, Hey, don't you realize that when X, like apocalypse formed Excalibur, because don't you see like all five of us can combine our powers together and do these amazing things. Just like the five can combine their powers together and do these amazing things. And so don't you see that's mutant magic, mutant magic, getting the magic. I, I'm here for all of this. I love that I each love group, I want every group to have some sort of like, like X-Force. I want to see Domino, Quentin, and Wolverine. What is your magic when you guys all get together? Like, you know what I mean? I want all. <laughs> what's your magic? What's your magic? Hey, what's your magic? Um, you know who I think is magic is this Psylocke, Conan, Quanan. She is my new old favorite character on Krakoa. Yeah. Well, because this, I mean, I will say, um, Conan, she doesn't really act like the Conan that came back, like in the 90s, when there was like Betsy. Right, and right, right. That weird vengeful bitch. Re- revanche. Yeah, this one's got honor. She's got like, like this integrity. one, she's like a whole new character. And uh, yeah, I'm just kind of digging her. And I, uh, I really do like when Betsy and her are together because it's kind of like, it's like when you both shared the same body, it's kind of like we fucked and like, cause that's the thing. It's just being like, we were in the same body, like when we masturbated mm-hmm. and like when we pooped, like they, <laughs> they have intimate knowledge of each other and it's just awkward. So I just want more. I want. More. Yeah. More please. Um, so this is, it's a great deal of fun. This Excalibur. It is. And I still, I love the art. I do love the art Marcus toe. If you're listening and oh, the one other thing with Richter that I think is important is that uh, Apocalypse left Richter everything. Everything. He's like, well, we cheated death, but we still need wills. Richter, I leave you everything. Yeah, just like they had to have fucked. I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure Apocalypse was just like. There was intimacy. Yeah, like, come to my bed, Richter. You think you can make the earth move? I can make your earth Ooh, move, Ooh, there you bow, go. Chicka, wow, wow. Yeah, Apocalypse plays the funk guitar. Um, what, what should we talk about next? Let's talk about that X-Force number 17. 
Um, which I will just say, maybe my favorite X Force, <laughs> maybe since like maybe issue three. <laughs> yeah, I agree. This was a this was a, a good issue. Um, it focused on kind of the mental state of the Kenny of the book, Quentin Quire, addresses him dying multiple times. It's actually showing he's died way more times than we even saw in the Than we've even seen, because they show you different instances that had not been covered before. And it suggests that he's kind of letting it happen because he's kind of sad. He's just kind of unhappy with himself. Which and for he's me, hoping... I like that. I like that there was a yeah. reason for it. It seems so stupid. Yeah, it's more before. about the re. It's less about the death, more about the rebirth. Yeah. But he feels like he could, the rebirth gives him an opportunity to just be better. But he yeah. never quite gets there. Um, some of these deaths are gruesome. The bath of acid being sucked into a, yeah. a plane. Oh my God, the sword through engine. the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. You know, like, it's a few things I still have issue with. Like, Quentin finds his motivation from a, from a woman, from, from love. I mean, which, sure, that's great, sure. Um, Quentin is upset because he was adopted. I, I don't know. It's like... I right. hate adoption being a reason for being... Like, yeah. That basically these is are, like a slap these in the are face go-to of anyone reasons. who's adopted. Yeah. It's being like, you're adopted, like so you must be fucked up. That's like so offensive. Yeah. That's offensive. Like, I don't know. Like, where is he going to find inspiration? From love. What is the source of his pain? His parents. It's like, okay, try harder. May, I don't yeah. know. Fine. Okay, but let's... But, but the thing I did like is now it looks like he was trapped into going to this boat where everybody was murdered. And then um, it looks like when they go back to kind of re-examine everything, it looks like it's been set up to make it look like that uh, the X-Men murdered all these people. And so Mm -hmm. now they're going to deal with this like global public relations scandal where it looks like the X-Men are just murdering innocent civilians from other countries. And that is what I think X-Force is supposed to be about. Like yes. international intrigue. global relations yes. and intrigue. Like this is what I want. Like how yes. is this like, oh shit, now all of the countries are thinking we're a terrorist country. Like what are we, like Fuck. how do we, how do we stop that? Like that is way more interesting to me. Then plant people. Tis. The other thing I really want to examine is the fact that this is... Wait, who? he's dating Phoebe? Phoebe. Now, who is the one that was always would go off on her own? Was that Mindy? Esme. Esme. No, 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 no. The one, no, when it was only three of them. Wait, who were the ones that died? The ones that died, oh God, we have this conversation like once a month. The ones that died were Sophie and Esme leaving Mindy, whose real name is Irma, Phoebe, and Celeste. Okay. And the one that was like, oh, I'm going to dye my hair a different color. That was Mindy? I I would imagine it was Mindy because she's the one who like changes her name to Mindy. So that's the one thing as I was thinking about is I feel like Phoebe, it's interesting that it's Phoebe. Because wasn't he in yeah. love with Esme originally? Yeah. Uh, no, he was in love with Sophie so, originally. Okay. So it is interesting of like, why Phoebe? out Because if all of them are dating Cable, it's interesting that Phoebe has broken off and is like, I'm going to date Quentin. And I need to see an interaction of like, 
I want to see what the fuck is going to happen when Quentin and Cable, like, are they all just, I mean, I'm sure it's Krakoa, so everybody's cool with everything. But I just find that very interesting that Quentin is dating one of them and then and then Cable is dating the other four. That's something I just need to see them all together. Uh-huh. I want to see them together. I want an orgy. I, I want a Stepford Cuckoo's, I want a Stepford Cuckoo's book where it's just them. Because here's what's going to happen, Brett. They're just going to be like, look, we're all cool with this world. We're almost all adults. It's fine. And then they all start getting busy. They're all making out. And they're all just using Quentin and Cable for their manly bodies. But then suddenly they look at Cable and Quentin and they're like, well, why aren't you guys doing anything? Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, why aren't you guys doing anything? They're like, we're sisters. It's gross. So you guys make out for us. And then they start making out. Wait, what are we talking about? Oh, X-Force. I think that's the plot of next issue. (laughs) That's what I want. I also will say the fact that he has changed the protocols of his resurrection so that he doesn't have to shave and he automatically has that mohawk haircut. Yeah. Also, can we also remember when Grant Morrison gave him that haircut, it was a nod to the Nazi party. So maybe give him a different haircut. So maybe give him a different haircut. Uh, Let's just all remind. I just want to remind the X-Men Quentin Quire yeah. was going down a fascist Nazi route when yeah. he was a bad guy. So let's pull and they gave him a new costume. I love it, but he definitely needs a new haircut. Yeah. I do love the new look. I, I do love too. the I love the, just the glasses. Full black, black. Super cute. Yes. Super cute. And pink. I love pink. Who doesn't love pink? Pink is a good color on a man. Comic book queers. Um and uh, is there anything else? No. Well, there's sword number three. <laughs> what? I will say this. I was. I never read the New Warriors ever. Did you read New Warriors? Do you mean Secret? Was it Secret Warriors? Is that what that he came Manifold from? was on? Oh, he yeah. came from Secret Warriors. Yeah, Jonathan Hickman. Okay, Secret that's how Warriors. you know I didn't read any. I didn't read any of them. Anything with a I'll warrior. I'll say you didn't read it. You anything, didn't even know the title. Anything with a warrior, I just was like, throw it in the garbage. I didn't read it, but I did not realize Hickman. Is that where he start? Like, is that the first Marvel thing he wrote? This yeah, like it was like his like the early Hickman stuff that I know of from Marvel is like um, Secret Warriors and that old Shield book that like dated back to Leonardo da Vinci. Those are both Hickman. Early Hickman, pre-Avengers Hickman, pre-Fantastic Four Hickman. Did he write the Fantastic Four? I don't know. But they're pre-Avengers Hickman. Yes, yes. And so this is the thing is, is Manifold is interesting in that he did not ever appear. I don't think he ever appeared in a single X-book until Sword. Yeah. And he's a mutant. He's been a mutant the entire time. And he was in Secret Warriors. I went and had to look up his whole history because they were He was on Hickman's Avengers. Cuz that not yeah, after the Secret Warriors, he went on Hickman's Avengers and then he was dealing with the Black Panther. And so it was just like all he was like, "Oh, he had this whole entire character arc going on, but he's separated from the X-Men, so I just had no idea who the fuck he is." Yeah, and during all that time, he's being raised and mentored by Gateway by the way. Yes. To, I mean, this is kind of like, there, I mean, there's not many Aboriginal, Australian Aboriginal uh, characters. And so I love that he's like, I'm, I I love that he learned how to teleport through Gateway. And it makes me also wonder, are their powers similar? Are they related? 
um, because they, they start going into Manifold's powers. And the thing that they keep emphasizing is he does not teleport. He's not a teleporter. It's not that he can teleport and make himself go from one place to another. He can make the other place come to him and he can oh, just well step put. into it. That's yeah. basically what he does. He can pull. Get it, manifold. Yeah, he can fold. fold. And I will say there was a period when I still like I wrote my own comic. I'm sure. Have you ever like written your own like comic idea? Yeah. My I in the mid 2000s, I watched a Nova documentary on string theory. And I became obsessed with it. And I wrote a comic where everyone's powers are based on string theory. And one of the main tenets in string theory is that there's more than, you know, four dimensions. There's actually 11 dimensions. And they draw all of these representations of it where they look like these crazy things folding into each other in these weird ways. And a lot of that kind of stuff was coming up when they were explaining how his powers work. Like quantum yeah. folding and quintessing. Like his name is quite literal. I mean, like manifold is like a mathematical term. It's like a like many spaces converging into one, like collection of points, several openings, all that. And this I'm clearly is, reading from Google right now. Yes. And this is the thing that's very interesting about him. So that means he basically can create wormholes and fold space time on itself so that he can appear wherever he wants to at once. And I would really like to compare that to Layla Cheney because Layla Cheney right. seems to only be able to teleport like galactic distances. I've never seen Layla Cheney teleport to the other room to grab a snack. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. I yeah. want, I'm very interested because Layla Cheney is on this sword team. He's she, talking to her in the beginning. Yes, exactly. So I want to know, like, I'm, I'm very curious just as a, a person, like what is the, difference between uh, their powers. And this is why the Hickman model, I feel, is a superior comic writing style that that is, mm-hmm. needs to be implemented everywhere. Um, we said we weren't going to talk about it, but I'm just going to bring it up really quick. Um, sure. We read Eternals. Yeah. And we thought it was boring, and we're not even going to talk about it. It's the second Correct. Ep- issue. And the reason Ooh. it was so boring is they were trying to expand plot so much that there were just pages and pages of big blocks of like letters and no action. And I'm like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to do this. It was and tough. the genius of Hickman is that Hickman has added these like fact pages. What do you, what do we call them? These pages where the black the data pages, the data, data pages. That's what I mean. So he adds these data pages. So if you are like, oh, I don't feel like reading all of that. You can keep reading the action of the comic and still basically get what you want out of it. But if you're a big nerd like us, you then could be like, hey, you know what? I want to dig into this. Yeah, I want to add a dimension and, to and, my story. And so it kind of is like, hey, I'm going to give you the full detailed breadth of all of this. But if you just want to read this comic for the action, you can just read it for the action. And I think that is a brilliant way to write a comic. Yeah. I don't They're really like think bonus it's bonus yeah, features. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so don't try to get all of that shit from the data page in like a scientist giving a, bu- a, a bubble of right. panels explaining all of it. Like, it's like Moby Dick. Like, I don't need a whole chapter on whaling. Yeah. Just give yeah. me what's happening next with the, with the guy who wants the, the whale. Exactly. And I will say those data pages are also the fact that they like block a few things out and stuff like that. It also, the data pages are even better when you reread a book months later. Like when I reread House of X and, uh, and Powers of Ten, yeah. you read those data pages and then you're like, uh, uh, 
Oh, that's what that black oh, thing is. Oh, yeah. So I, so I, this sword, I'm, I'm, I'm really into this, and I'm really into this character manifold because I had no idea who he was. I had no interest in him, and in this one issue, I'm like, he is a fascinating, interesting character. But he does seem like if he can travel space time, I feel he probably could time travel. Don't you think that seems possible? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's any limits. The nature of this character is he just defies lim- limits. And, the and limits what? And how do you define an omega level mutant? Like they, nobody else can do it at their level. They're, or they're, yeah, their their specific power. There isn't an end limit. There to isn't their an power. end limit. Which so I'm like, you're an omega level mutant. Prove me wrong. I'm going to get one of those things like I'm just going to be like in the middle of like <laughs> in the street with one of those signs where it's like manifold is Omega. Prove me wrong. And everyone will be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that should be that should be our our, our uh, guerrilla marketing campaign is we go to every con and we sit outside and we have a different like so and so is an Omega. Prove me wrong sign outside yeah, the con. Exactly. Because also I would like to say. Um, what is the diversity factor? I never looked. I'm just thinking of this now. What's the diversity factor of the Omega level mutants? I'm not sure. How many of them? We have Storm. How many of them are are most of them white? If so, that's a problem. Of course. And I feel that the testing of Omega level is based in racism, just like the standardized testing in America. Thank you. Of course, they're mostly white because what the fuck isn't in this broken world? <laughs> yeah. So fix it, Krakoa. Fix it. Anyway, Go talk to Saturnine. I'm really interested in this, and especially because we now found um, why do you say that guy's name? The guy that's always the antagonist in the sword and and intergalactical things. Get get Gierich. What's his oh name? Henry Peter Gyrick. Gyrick, is that how yeah. you say it? So they're just like, oh, Henry Gyrick is part of uh, Orchid, and you're like, I mean, was is that? Of course he is. <laughs> of course he is. My favorite, though, is when Manifold is spying on him and then Manifold closes his spy portal and misses the last thing that Henry Peter Gyrick says on the phone, which is, I have a mole in sword. <laughs> I know. You're like, fuck. <laughs> so that's the thing is there's a mole in And by the way, yeah. it's peepers. I'm already going to tell you right now. It's peepers. I mean, that seems so obvious. The peepers. Right. The guy with the big peepers. Because it'll be heartbreaking for Magneto. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like, you don't be like, not you, people. Well, anyone but you. I was going to say, it seems like the idea that, oh, there's a mole. You're, I think you're supposed to think that it's, um, what's his nuts? Um, Cortez. Cortez. You're supposed to think it's Cortez, but that's just too obvious. And of course, because right. Peepers is so nice, of course he is the, of course he's going to be the spy. Of course. Later on, there's going to be some scene where it's going to be Peepers and, and Cortez, and he's just going to be like, oh, I can't stand you. And then he turns around and Peepers like stabs him in the back. And then he says, bet you didn't see that coming, which is a great segue, <laughs> which is a great segue to our next segment. Oh, there's one other thing I have to bring up. Oh, fuck. Come on. <gasps> ah, you bitch. <laughs> okay, let's move on. All right, let's move on. Uh, to some WandaVision. Hit it. Okay, so we have a lot to talk about, Evil Jeff. WandaVision, I literally had to call people that didn't read the comics and be like, did you like it? Did you understand it? Because I 
It's so comics. Because it's so feeding into fandom, to people that know the history of Speed and Wiccan and the history of Wanda and Pietro. Like, it's just feeding into fandom that I'm like, I need to talk to someone that doesn't give a shit about the comics and be like, is this still good? Because I'm in the weeds where I just can't, I'm in such a haze of delight. Yeah, like I can't see the like you know, personal. You know when, like, you know when you've dated like if you ever dated an asshole and the sex is so good that you don't see any of the red flags. This is me with Wandavision. I am in like <laughs> I'm in like a yeah. love hangover. Like literally, could be like this is garbage. Like literally yeah. garbage. I'm like I don't see it. It's You're crazy. like this is delicious, and it's like <laughs> that literally causes cancer and makes you fatter than. But everyone I'm talking like, to, everyone I'm talking to is uh, they're loving it. And I will say I was wrong. I, w- about, you were wrong about what TV show? I th- I could have sworn this was going to be. Oh, Roseanne. so all right. Let me hold on. Let me back up. So let me okay. set the scene. Okay. So I watch it every Friday night with friends on Zoom, and so we chit chat before we hit play uh, and watch it together. And during the chit chat, I said, "This show has gotten me into classic sitcoms. I just watched a bunch of Cheers last night." And my friend Steve, my friend Steve and Natalie say, oh, we, for some reason, watched Malcolm in the Middle last night. And I was like, oh, fun. I was like, oh, my God, I totally forgot about that show. And he was like, oh, my God, Brian Cranston's so funny. That show is so funny. And we're like, okay, let's turn on WandaVision. It starts with the opening sequence. And my friends, Steve and Natalie, just start screaming. I mean, They're like, oh, my God, it's Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could have... I, I, and it, it like, because we were struggling with, is there a 90s one? We thought it would be Roseanne, but the Roseanne kitchen was clearly the kitchen from the 80s yes, one. Yes, that's where I got So could, what I are they going to do? So are like, they going right to Modern Family? Are they skipping a whole era? No, nope. fucking Malcolm in the Middle. It's fucking Malcolm in the Middle, which was the year 2000. But, you know, a lot of the 80s sitcoms they did, did go into the 90s, like Full House. Yes, yes. So we're in the late 90s, early 2000s. And here is my only com- complaint of the show is before it really did this balance of like, it's a sitcom, sitcom tropes, and now there's this weird stuff going on. And I think now that it's like the jig is up and we know what's going on, I feel the sitcom tropes are just very, very tiny at this point. And yeah. I just wanted a little more... Of some Malcolm in the Middle. Like a little more of Brian as Malcolm addressing the camera. Exactly. I just wanted Which was a, such an amazing Yes, touch. I just wanted a little more. I Did felt I like Brian, I felt like after the the first scene in the house, they just dropped it. There was nothing yeah. Malcolm in the Middle anymore. And I really wanted them to keep bringing it back. But at this point, I'm just like, this is minutia complaints. Yeah, but the moment Billy Kaplan did turn to the camera and was addressing it like Malcolm, I was screaming. It was was so perfect. And do you recognize, I didn't realize this last episode, do you recognize the actor playing little Billy Kaplan? No, who is he? It's little Luke from The Haunting of Hill House. Oh! The little, the cute kid with the glasses that kept getting terrorized and grew up to Oliver Jackson Cohen. It's that kid. Wait, the, from so the, fir- the first one, the first. Season. From the first Hill House, the little, like. Oh, that's adorable. The littlest brother. Oh. With the big thick glasses, Luke. Oh my God. I, I love him. 
But also there's something where, and I'm just going to say this. Um, um, I started getting back into comics um, when I started this podcast again in the 2000s with you and Steve. And one of the first things that wasn't x many that I got into is you guys were like, let's read The Young Avengers. Yes. And so I picked up The Young Avengers. And what's his name? Um, Alan? Um, Alan Heinberg. Alan Heinberg. And the artist is? Um, Jim Chung. Jim Chung. I always want to say Alan Chung and combine them because you know I do that. But yes. that the art, Jim Chung is one of my favorite artists. That book and seeing like a gay character, like that was like this. I think that was like my first like, oh, I'm reading this amazing Marvel comic with a gay character. So like me, I have a touchstone to Billy. Billy is very important to me. So seeing an amazing show, which is now it's the number one show in the world right now. You know, do you oh. hear about that? No. WandaVision is the most watched show in the entire world right now. Oh, um, yes. It's um, seeing him in that costume of like, oh, and there's already the trolls are coming out. They better not make them gay. I'm like, oh, they're going to make okay. them gay. Oh, they're going to be gay. You fuck off. <laughs> oh, they're so gay. But seeing that costume just, oh, and then um, Pietro in the Quicksilver Halloween costume. Her and the original Scarlet Witch costume, Vision in that original Vision Halloween costume, I was just like, I just had a big grin on my face. Like, Yeah, so great. It's just so awesome. Seeing her in that costume, you're like, oh, that's right. She's the Scarlet Witch. Like, you're like, oh, yeah. The funny thing is, is everyone's like, isn't that a ridiculous Halloween costume? I'm like, I want her to wear it all the time. I want her to wear it all the time. I, want her that I love that she said, "I'm a I'm a Sokovian fortune teller." Oh yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, I love it. Pietro, let's talk about Pietro. So Evan Peters is now like part of the cast, and I use that term very deliberately. Yes, of this reality, he's merited a place in the opening credits of and, this of the Malcolm in the Middle. And he's title kind sequence. of the, the taking the place of the older brother. Who's like yeah, always exactly. causing like trouble and causing shit. Like the Chris Masterson yes. or the Reese yes. role. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Chris Masterson role. And he's so good at being that jerk uncle, that jerk older brother character, but also really having a sinister subtext yes. to him. And this is where it's weird is there are three th- – there are two things – so far, well, there's three things that that Wanda can't control. She can't control her children. She can't. She's having trouble controlling Vision, and she kind of can't control Pietro. And at times, she's just like, "Why are you here? Who are you?" Who are and she's you? even testing him. Yeah, being you like, "Remember that guy? Yeah, from that's our like past. that guy." When we, and he's like, "Oh, you're testing me again." And this is where I'm now. I'm starting to wonder. Is he the X-Men Pietro? No. Is he? No, or he is I not. think he is the bad guy. Yes. I think he is yes. the bad guy. So if he's like Nightmare or me, something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. His hair looked like devil horns, number one. Yes. Number yes. two, he notices when Billy is breaking the fourth wall, nobody else notices it mm-hmm. except Pietro. Pietro looks over. At Billy, when Billy is talking to us, 
and makes a face like, what is that kid doing? Yes. That's very telling to me. And so this is the thing that also is, it, it's, yeah, the, the way he's talking to Wanda, he is talking as if he knows more about what's going on. He has an awareness, particularly about her, her emotional state. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How about though when they he brings up some memory from an old Halloween when they were kids and they cut to Wanda and Pietro trick-or-treating in Sokovia and the woman like straight out of like drag me to hell gives them the raw fish <laughs> and puts it in their trick-or-treat bag. That is the funniest fucking thing. It's great. That's that's like a Malcolm in the Middle cutaway thing. So I wanted, Malcolm in the I Middle. I wanted more yeah. of those. I love that. Yeah, they did those cutaways like when little t- like um Tommy does something cool and Billy's like, "Well, if you're the cool twin, what am I?" And then they cut to them playing Dance Dance Revolution and like Billy falls over. <laughs> I at, at that moment was screaming, "The gay twin." But as we know, Tommy but Tommy is queer. bi. He's bi. Yeah. Or pan. We don't know. Pan. Um, but the kids in this episode, they start to exhibit the powers and of Speed as, and Wicked. As each of them get their powers, it was like, it was like, it's just like a joy. You're just, I'm so excited because it's like, I know it's, because it, I'm just like, uh, they need to be the Young Avengers characters. So as soon as Tommy started running fast, I'm like, oh, they're doing it. Oh they're my God, it. they're doing it. They're doing it. And then, of course, so this is the one thing is some people were like, oh, Billy isn't psychic. And it's like, no, but Billy. Just stop. No, but here's it. It is. But is Wanda, is the Scarlet Witch in the comics psychic? No. Right. But she he has is, Wanda's powers. He has his mother's. In the comic, he has his mother's powers. So here, he has his mother's powers. So his powers are, yes, going to be psychic, telekinesis, and eventually reality warping. So it's Thank just you. like, so it's like he, of course, he's going to exhibit her powers. I just, ugh. It's but so he, good. The, the thing that, that absolutely aligns with what we know about Wiccan is that he's super powerful. He just stops Tommy's like on a whim. Yeah. Stops Tommy, his super speed. He just, he just stops him. Uh, at a, like without even thinking about it, he can hear the outside world. He can hear Vision screaming, and he Wanda knows couldn't. She was asking to, him. Wanda couldn't where he was. So yes, he's already super powerful. Yeah, oh, yes. Just like when Billy, that to me was my favorite moment of the show. When Billy started exhibiting like godlike power and just standing there with like his chest out and his oh. chin up, you're like. It's fucking wicked. And this is what I'm telling you right now, Marvel. In the uh, and and in a couple of years, the next Avengers movie needs to be called The Young Avengers, and it is going to be Speed, Wiccan, Miss America. Wait, how do you say it? America Chavez? What is her name? Miss America? It used to be. It's not anymore. Oh, okay, America Chavez, um, Hawkeye. Cassie Lang and led by Peter I mean, they, pa- and they led, by are. led by Spider-Man. They absolutely are because yeah, because these are all the like everyone's aging out of the MCU. So they need to set up the next actors for the next 10 years. Like I really feel like this is the transitional phase of the MCU. Yes. Where now it's gonna be, and these are the actors that will carry you the next 10 years, and it's gonna be all this young talent that they've been acquiring i mean but that's the fact that they're setting up i'm like they're all there 
The only it'll, it'll the only one the only one that is not there is is a uh, Hulkling, and I'm telling you right now, I'm sure there's going to be in Captain Marvel two. Oh look, there's a scrawl in a Cree had a baby somewhere. Like I am. Oh yeah. That's the easiest place to have Hawkling show up in Captain Marvel two. It's going to happen. Yeah. Yep. And I can't wait. Yep. I can't wait. But we're talking a lot about what's going on inside um, the hex. Yes. A lot of stuff is happening outside the hex, too. Yes. What's really happening outside the hex is I am being convinced more and more that Jimmy Woo and Darcy need their own fucking X-Files type show. Uh, For me, it's like, okay, guess what? Um, WandaVision is now the number one show in the entire world. This is a no-brainer. This is literally just throwing more money into your pockets, Marvel. Everyone would fucking watch this if they just every time anything that was happening in different, like in the different in the Marvel universe, you could have different guest stars um, from yeah. the movies and every single thing where they're trying to just like fix things going wrong. Who it's like what be you there wanted to do with Agents of Shield. Yeah, it would be so much fun, and especially their relationship is developing. There's a scene. Where it might have been a couple scenes ago, or episodes ago, where they bring up Captain Marvel to Monica, and they both notice that Monica is visibly shaken to the point where, like, Jimmy and Darcy look at each other. It might even be in the last episode. There's a moment where, like, Monica acts a little weird, and Jimmy and Darcy look at each other, like, well, that was a thing. I'm like, you two already have a non spoken language. Like, you're already communicating in nonverbals, the two of you. I love you. Yeah. And here, do you know what their show is going to be called? What? They're going to start, because S.H.I.E.L.D. and all of that has been taken away, they're going to start their own division called Atlas. Fuck yes. And they will be the agents of Atlas. Yes. 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 (laughs) But if you want to give them a portmanteau, you can call them (laughs) Woosie. Jimmy Woo and Darcy. Um, Um, And they're the best. And so... What else is happening with our favorite trio of Wu? Well, Darcy, we also got some. Uh, Darcy was able to hack into what's the what's the the head of Sword Tyler. Tyler, he's like gone full on power hungry. Oh, he's a bad mad guy. power hungry bad guy. Bad he guy. basically kicks them out. Republican. They've called him out on on how he's insane, and it's like you're basically poking. You're basically like poking a nuclear bomb. <laughs> like you're tra- poking this thing, thinking you're going to stop it, and th- he's like, "Don't question me. You're all, you're all out of here." And so they're all kicked out. They beat up the guys. Try to stay in. Darcy hacks into the system, and she gets a hold of. The fact that he is monitoring where Vision and the Scarlet Witch are. He's tracking Vision. Vision. But also, the thing that I found important is he also got a hold of Monica Rambeau's... She got a hold of Monica Rambeau's medical charts. And because she is the only person who has gone in and out twice of the hex that it has fucked her up down to a cellular level and if she goes through the thing again they don't know what's going to happen aka i know what's gonna happen spectrum powers she's clearly going to get her powers and i will say i talked to someone else where they were like oh it looks like it sounds like she's going to get powers or something and i was like oh she is and i was like Uh, oh can you imagine just watching this like not knowing and being like oh she has powers now that's so cool i don't know what is better not knowing or me knowing everything i think knowing is better because knowledge is power because like we're it'll be such a payoff like 
for people who don't know, it's like, oh, fun, they gave her powers. For those of us who know, we're going to be like, they're doing well, it! I'm afraid there's going to be some big thing where she's like, we have to stop him. And then they're all like, no, we're going to do it. Get her! And then she doesn't even realize it, and she just fucking laser beams everybody. And then she's like, yeah. what the fuck? And then Darcy will be like, didn't say that comment. Like, you know, she'll have her little... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't yep. wait. There's only... How- I can't Are there only three wait. more episodes there's, left? Yeah, seven, eight, nine. So clearly, I guess, is next week going to be Modern Family? And I guess. And then the last two, or is it still going to be a continuation? I guess it has, I feel it has to be a continuation. Or, because either it's going to continue and pick up, because Darcy, because, oh, here's the other thing. The Scarlet, the Vision finally was like, he met up with Agnes, who I thought was a bad guy, and now I don't know. I think she's faking it. That's you. True, she could be faking it, because maybe she's the one. Because in a weird way, she was kind of like goading Vision to leave. Yeah, because she was like, "You're you," because he turned off her, uh, her mind control, and she's like, "You're an you're an Avenger, and you're dead." <laughs> she just like she recognized she was too ready with that. Like, yeah, she just came like when Norm came to life. He was confused. Hyster- like he was so confused. He was hysterical. She looks at Vision and goes, Oh my God, you're an Avenger. Are you going to save us? Like, and even when he flips her back, like she looks at him, she's like, All righty, Nate. Like she, that awareness yeah. is still there. Yeah, but this causes him to leave and he actually goes outside of the hex. And he, but he's he's being pulled apart by the hex, like pulled back in in pieces. And that's yeah. I was talking to someone who was like, "Oh, because he's dead. When he goes outside, he's just dying." And I'm like, "I don't think that's what's happening. I think he's going out, and the Scarlet Witch doesn't want him to leave, hmm. so she's sucking him. She's trying to yeah. suck him back. I don't think he'll be yeah. dead if he walks back out." Well, I, he looked like he was dying for sure. But I feel like he was dying because he was being sucked. Back into yeah. the hex, which I feel is more of a Scarlet Witch not wanting him to leave. Yeah. But yeah. who knows? I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Um, but then she decides in order to save him, she just decides to expand the hex. And everyone's yeah, like, Billy warns her. oh, shit. Poor Darcy gets handcuffed to a car. And is just and swallowed by the <laughs> swallowed hex. by the hex. So the thing that's interesting, as as the all the soldiers get swallowed, they like turn into clowns. There's like a circus going on. I don't know that the next episode could kind of pick off, pick up where it left off. But I also think it would be very interesting if it just picks up at Modern Family and suddenly Darcy is there and she's like part of the yes. Family. I kind and of want I, that to happen. Here's what I want out of Darcy. I want her to be the character from Two Broke Girls. I want them to put her as a waitress in that yellow and red Oh my God, that would be amazing! (laughs) That would be amazing. (laughs) Amazing. I'm like, please, please, please put her in that Two Broke Girls waitress uniform. Um, That would be amazing. And, uh, oh, we didn't talk about the commercial. The commercial and I, I, yeah, the commercial and the thing I think it connects to, we didn't talk about. So the commercial is like super early 2000s, like claymation, radical to the extreme, like little 90s, whiff like, of 90s. Was it Go-Gurt and Gushers? go like All of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yes. That ex- those extreme snacks. Yeah. It's called Yo Magic. And so this, clearly I, Yo Magic means your magic. And I will say just as like the things are falling apart quicker, these commercials 
all the commercials were very subtextual. This one is just fucking creepy. And yeah. it's not subtextual. Like the little boy fucking dies. <laughs> so it opens, it's a little boy on an island, a deserted island, and he's starving. And this magical creature is like, what's wrong? He's like, I am hungry. I, I can't survive. And he's like, you can survive. You can survive on yo magic. And then the rest of it is the kid trying to open the lid of yo magic. And he just is wasting away until he dies because he can't get the lid open. Um, I think it's referencing those people on the outskirts of the hex who were frozen. I think something is going on where those people are. The only thing keeping them alive is Wanda's magic. Yeah. But they're so far away from her that it's like it's they, she doesn't have such a strong hold on them. So yeah, just they can't get all of it. So they're just frozen. But eventually they will starve to death. Those people. Yeah. And it's also like, oh, I don't need to use you right now. So I'm just, and that's the right. other thing is he, is Pietro was basically like, oh, all the kids are here. And I noticed that in the beginning, like, where the fuck are the kids? It's like, you probably felt guilty, so you just let them all be asleep. Like, they were all just in comas. Yeah. Until um, Halloween. This tells me more and more that Wanda is actually saving these people. It's her magic that's helping them. Yeah. That's what there, I think. And, and that's the thing is we, is there's, there's definitely, like, I think there's, like, probably... We're, there's like three levels of twists before we find out what's really going on. Yeah, yeah. And it's that's so- why I think like we'll do Modern Family next episode, and then I think that'll end with villain reveal, and then eight and nine will be Scarlet Witch and Vision versus villain and sword. Yeah. My question too is, how old do you think Billy and Tommy will be in Modern Family. Yeah. I think they're going to be because, teenagers. I would love them to be Yeah, teenagers. I hope so. Like, she told them explicitly to not age up, you know? So I'm like, so are they going to stay that age for the rest of the show? No, but I no. think they need to be teenagers. Yeah, I hope so. Um, One final thing. One thing? <laughs> Monica Rambo's aerospace engineer friend. Oh, here we go. Texted her back. And remember and, how I said it was somebody and you were like, I distinctly remember you going, Jeff, you're stupid little bitch and it's wrong and you're a yep. fucking idiot. I think that was yeah. your exact words that you said to me. So she said, <laughs> so, and I was convinced that it was the little scroll girl because that's just good storytelling. But she said my guy and he, mm-hmm. she said, so it's a male. Now, this little girl scroll could be walking around as a guy we don't know but they have been telegraphing fantastic four in a few ways there was the mention of the astronauts that were blipped by tyler when they were on a sword mission yeah that was then paid off yep the cosmic radiation stuff the astronauts showed up again on the instagram for uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, Flash Thompson's Instagram is still active. And he posted a story from the dailybugle.net. And in the bottom, bottom corner, in small type, there's something about those missing astronauts. Also, oh, shit. when Pietro and Wanda are talking, they're in front of a movie theater marquee. And on that marquee are two movies. 
The Incredibles? The Incredibles. And then what was the... The Parent Trap. The Parent Trap. So there's a shot. There's a shot where they're standing in front of the uh, Parent Trap. Pietro's head is blocking the parent. And all you see in between Pietro and Wanda's heads is the word trap. Uh (laughs) But... It's the Incredibles. Which is that I'm a like, Fantastic why that? Four inspiration. It's a Fantastic Four show. Yeah. Is the Incredibles Incredibles is Pixar? Yeah. Which is Disney. Yeah. Okay, God. It's so hard to keep track of God, they own everything. They own everything. <laughs> but I mean, so and then you know, what I said to you, Evil Jeff, was they're not going to backdoor a character like Reed Richards. Like they're not just going to have somebody show up and it's going to be a big celebrity who's like Reed Richards, you know, but I'm like, I'm like, there's no way they're going to do that. And then a couple days ago I'm watching civil war and that's exactly what they did with Spider-Man. He just showed up in the middle uh-huh. And it was like, oh, by the way, this is Spider-Man. And you're like, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, what? oh my God, it's Spider-Man. And can you just imagine, I mean, here's the thing. It's like, I've had many head explosion moments. If I was watching this and Monica Rambeau was like, look, hold on a second. I need to go talk to, he's here. I'm going to go talk to this guy. And she runs. And then you see like John Krasinski with a salt and pepper stripe at his temples. Like literally, I think I, my head would just fully explode. I'd freak out. And so like- <laughs> There is talk of the big Luke Skywalker Skywalker level cameo at the end of WandaVision. And a lot of people said um, that it was Evan Peters. That was this big hyped cameo that was going to break the internet. But they said that it was happening at like the end of the series. Well, and Evan Peters was already leaked. Like we already knew Evan Peters was in this show. So it's not that. Well, but there's another thing that they mentioned. And this is more far-fetched. I don't think this is going to happen. But they did bring up mom and dad. Oh, that's true. Is there going to be in a world where are their parents are their parents uh, Magneto? Or are they just that's true. kid people that were killed? I, I still hold that the big cameo at the end is going to be Cumberbatch. But... Doctor Strange. I mean, that seems to make the most... I think that's the most likely. I think probably what's going to happen is... No, what could probably happen is just being like, I'm trying to get a hold of my guy. Did she say the guy reached back to to her? Yeah, she said he's going to be here within the hour. Oh, okay. I was going to be like, maybe he's already missing. So they show... They show the thing that this guy is building for her in a trailer. Like, it's kind of like this big tank, this big armored tank that Monica is going to use to drive into the hex shielded so that she's not affected by the hex. Now here's a question where, when the hex expanded, where was Jimmy and Monica? Right. I think they are gone. They did not get swallowed because they were going to get stuff to they then outran go back it. in. Yeah. They, they show, they cut to them in the car and they outran it. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. God, I'm so excited. I need it to. I'm so excited. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do when the show ends. Does, 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 uh, uh, Winter Soldier start right after? Like, oh, like I think, yeah, Winter Soldier starts 
mid-March, I believe. March, like, 15th-ish. Okay, so there might be, like, one week. So there might be, like, a week, yeah. Okay, thank God. Yeah. I did did just watch Civil War, and that got me so excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. My boyfriend, while he was working, was watching the Endgame movies again, so I had that, like, in the corner of my... (laughs) In the corner, like, off looking at me. Ugh. Oh my God, Brad! I'm exhausted. All of it. It's I'm exhausted exhausting. with excitement. I can't take it. Me too. Me too. Me too. Um, but in the meantime, we have to take it, and we have to wait. Just like you, listeners, both of you, have to wait for episode one sixty nine. Sixty nine. Nice. Oh God! But that'll be here next week. Yes, it will. With with more WandaVision and with more X-Men. And maybe we'll talk about something else, even though we don't really want to. Put something out of worth and we will talk about it. That's right. Because we like to read comics. And we're queer. And you like to read comics. And guess what? That makes you <laughs> queer. queer. Bye. 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 Bye.